Super Bowl champion. Iverson steps over to Ron Lewis. him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. From Lancaster to Levittown, Allentown to Hokessin, Philly sports is a way of life, and we've got you covered. This is the Dell Valley Sports Pod. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Dell Valley Sports Pod episode 20. A reactionary one at that to a loss last night. There's no sweep to be had. It's going to game five, and your boy's not mad about it because in three, T-minus three hours, I will be in route to Arizona. Wow. Watching the game at 37,000 feet. Last night was a clunker by the offense. 2-1, blown save. Dan, your thoughts? My thoughts. After yesterday's game, it was the most angry and frustrated i think i've been in a long time after a any game any philadelphia sports game apart from like the sixers playoffs last year i guess that was this year earlier in the year but that that, honestly that was even a different feeling i just the 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 floodgates of i hate craig kimbrell just just the dam opened up and the water went pouring out i mean Gosh, I feel like I've been holding back all season long and trying to be positive about it and positive about him. And last night, it just the hate for Craig Kimbrell just came out, man. It's been a steady decline, it feels, since August. I mean, the man's 35. He's been pitching in the majors for 13 years. I've, it looks like he's hitting a wall. He He's just – he doesn't have the stuff. He, his fastball – I heard a stat. Uh, he's faced 19 batters thus far in the playoffs, and he has seven swings and misses across all pitches. He's not hes not beating guys. They are making contact. It's just the stuff's not there. They got to go Alvarado in the ninth inning from here on out. I got to yeah. think. The the thing is the the thing that I don't like, and I saw a lot of people say it. The thing I don't like about that counter as it related to last game is you needed Alvarado when you put him in the game yesterday. They had first and third no outs, and yes. we couldn't hit the ball all night. I mean, yeah. you needed to to that was I think at best we were thinking, and I'm sorry, I can't. I want to say it's sixth or seventh inning. Maybe could pop it up there real quick. But if you, I, I think ideally we were letting up one run that inning. And Alvarado went and didn't let up any runs that inning and then went on to pitch the next inning. So I get that point. It's I I've seen a lot of people have that take, but I just can't agree with it, especially as it relates to yesterday's game, because when Alvi came in is what we needed him in that moment. We needed our shutdown guy and he took care of business. That was unbelievable. I don't. I was talking to my pops about this. I don't think I've ever seen an infield in double play like that. Infield in, gets the ground ball, looks the runner back, and then still turns the double play. That was a huge mistake. Was that who was that on third? I can't remember, but that was a huge mistake by him. As as soon as Turner goes to second base, he should have been home. That was bad base running on their part. 
I mean, break home on contact or go home as soon as the throw. I mean, there honestly, I I feel were multiple chances to go home there. If you go on contact, you're probably out. It's never an easy play to get a guy out at home. You're probably out, but there's at least only one out, and now you still have two runners on base. But but again, in the same way that it was bad base running, you give a lot of credit to the Phillies' defense there. They got him out of it, of and I. I believe it was the same. My pops was, we were talking about this yesterday. I believe it was the same base runners that were on base. The same guys were on in that ninth inning with Kimbrell. You had Guriel, because yes. remember, Guriel started the ninth inning with a, uh, a walk. I'm pretty sure he was the guy that didn't go home, which allowed them to turn the double play. So it was those same guys. It was Guriel, it was Pavin, Pavin Smith. Rivera, it was basically the exact same guys and part of the lineup in both of those innings, which had very, which were kind of very similar innings in, in that regard. But no, I, I absolutely agree with you, though, in that Alvarado is the most clutch piece that Topper has to put out there. And he's the guy that you have to put when when S is about to hit the fan. But if it comes down to it where they they need a save. I mean, Alvarado's the only guy you can trust to be shut down because so Sir Anthony went or not Sir Anthony. Sorry. Uh, my, my brain is shutting down right now. Ranger Suarez, that guy. Sorry. Been a long week. Been uh, 19 days straight of work. I'm looking forward to this vacation. Uh, Ranger goes five and two thirds, five and a third. And then Hoffman came in, shut it down. Is that right? He was amazing, by the way. I got Hoffman. Hoffman shut it down, got out of the sixth, and then Kirkering came in. Five and a third, yep. Yeah. Five and a third. So Hoffman shuts it down, faces three batters, gets out of the sixth. Kirkering comes in in the seventh, faces six batters, gets no outs. Right? No. 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 He let up three hits, didn't get an out. Oh, so it was three three batters, no outs. Yeah. Yeah. If he faced if he faced six batters and, and no outs, then uh yeah, that's three runs. <laughs> so anyway, yes. Kirkring comes in, three batters, does not record an out, and then that is when Alvarado came in, gets the double play, gets Same out of that jam. We we had hope. I mean, I, I was thinking at that point, like they're I feel like they're gonna win this game after that. Alvarado came comes back out in the eighth. He pitched, by the way, he pitched two innings, Alvarado. 15, 15 pitches, dude. Six ba- six outs and 15 pitches. That's unreal. That's dude, he's Mr. Fastball is absolutely killing it. Thank God for him. I mean, I Sir, assume, Anthony, Sir I Anthony seems like persona non grata right now. Yeah, like they don't want to touch him, you're saying? Yeah. He's out, outside of the circle of trust in the bullpen. So I feel I feel like it goes Hoffman in the spot where Alvarado currently is, is the guy to get out of the jam. Kimbrell would be what your Kirkering was last night. Just we need an inning out of you. Get some people out. And then Alvarado's the guy that comes in at the end to shut it down because he's got that stuff right now, and Kimbrel just straight up does not. It's it's tough. Yeah, I just don't like the. Re- I don't think that that's really ever how Topper has done and used his bullpen in the playoffs. The rigidity, um, and 
overall, we have had a lot of success in the way that he's done his bullpen. I, I, I personally am not a big fan of rigidity. I'm not a big fan of Alvarado. You are, you are the ninth inning guy. You're pretty much untouchable until then. I just don't love that. And Alvi kept his, his, I mean, I know there's, there's two different approaches. There's one like obviously specific to last night's game. And then there's the general approaches when you would want these guys generally, but, but it's also hard to separate those two things. Like, how can I say I wanted Alvi in that spot, but apart from that unique situation, put him in the ninth, you know? So I, me, for me, it's more just, I want as little as Kimbrel as possible is more my takeaway from this. It's not so much. I want Alvi in the ninth as much as it is, man, if we cannot use Kimbrel ever, I'd be, I'd be cool with that. I don't, I'd be okay with that. You know what? Can I tell you what really pisses me off about Craig Kimbrel? Yes, go ahead. And by the way, it's not, it's not just a stuff. It's a stuff thing for me. And it's also, and, and we saw a little bit with fought, which is part of the reason why I was so frustrating watching our at bats yesterday. It's one thing to miss the strike zone. Like you can competitively miss the strike zone and that's a good thing. That's okay. But I, so many pitches where he misses the strike zone, it's a non-competitive pitch, meaning it's like six inches outside the zone, meaning there was Perf- never curve, a point. Curveball that hits the opposite side batter's box like in the dirt. Right. Meaning there was never a point in time where the batter was going to swing at that, you know? And that's the problem. And that's a problem because he already struggles a little bit with accuracy. You take away the chance at these guys swinging it outside the zone pitches because they're that far outside the zone. So now you walk a lot of guys, which is a problem, but it's even more of a problem because you refer, you can't hold any runners. You cannot hold any runners. You can't hold runners at first. You cannot hold runners at second. Whenever you can, you try to balk the runner from second to third because you're so uptight about them seeing your pitch calls or, or whatever. It, it drives me nuts, and it pisses me off because um, to me, that is a thing that you can get better at. You can get try to get better at holding on runners. I really do believe that Nola did. Nola was really bad at holding on runners and he worked on it. He introduced a slide step. He got better at it. Corbin Carroll wasn't even willing to steal on him. And he had three chances the other day in that first inning because he got on with no outs. And Kimbrell has just made zero progress at all, at all with holding on runners. And that pisses me off because I can't help but feel like you have put no effort into getting better at this aspect of your game. You're 13 years deep. Who cares? I can pitch my way out of anything. I'll just keep walking guys and letting them steal. I can p- pitch my way out of anything. That pisses me off so much. A guy he's, walks. He's, it's not just a guy on first. It's almost always a guy that's going to get on second base. Durell's not even that fast. How easily did he steal that base, dude? He's not so even easily. that fast of a runner. No. He's an old dog, stubborn, does not want to learn new tricks. And, yes, he's resting on his, on his success in the past, thinking, I can just blow guys by. I can, I can get out of any situation because I'm Craig Kimbrell. But Father Time seems is catching up to him and is, for an athlete, old age. Uh, tonight, if speaking of pitching, tonight is going to be very interesting. So, game four, they're up 2-1. They play tonight. They play tomorrow for sure. Coming back to Philadelphia still, if necessary. Christopher Sanchez getting the getting the nod from Topper. He has not pitched in 19 days. Uh, heard a stat from Jason Stark earlier. 
in the wild card format of the MLB playoffs, a pitcher coming in off of 19 days rest is two and 11 as a starter, or at least their team is when that guy starts. That's not his win loss. Cause obviously, you know, there's more to it than that, but the team is two and 11. So that's a striking number. It's interesting to see what's going to go on. I feel like he, Topper is going to try to at least get him through the lineup once and then maybe to um, Corbin Carroll. So 10 batters, if he can if he can take that three innings, and then they, they're going to have to go bullpen game from that. The other side, though, is the Diamondbacks are going full bullpen game. So, oh, and no, – Mantiply. <laughs> oh, and uh, what, Mantiply? He was the guy who, who faced six batters and only recorded one out. That was – I think that was the stat. Dry. Yeah, that was the, the stat I got confused in my head. He faced six batters, only recorded one out. And being that we've gotten to some of these guys early, especially in game two where we won 10 nothing, they have seen just about every arm in their bullpen. Uh, well, is it Har- Harper came in against the reliever? Like they literally brought him in when Harper was coming up to bat and everybody was like, why would you give this guy of all people the opportunity to see this pitcher when you know he's going to have to face him at some point in the rest of the series? Yeah. So, then he, I think it was a one pitch at bat too. By the way, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, but yeah, I agree. I agree. I I'm supremely confident in the fact that they're going to win tonight. I think they're going to open up a can. I don't know about you. I think they're going to open up an absolute can. Castiano said it last week. We we respond when we get punched in the face, and they were competitive last night. They didn't get punched in the face, but they they didn't have their best stuff, and they still could have won that game. And I, I think they're they're just they're back to being locked in. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna win all 13 games in a row to win the World Series. You're gonna lose one or two here and there. Last night was just a bad spot for them. Yeah, I mean, and I I don't think we talked about the pitching, but I I don't think we can move on from game three without talking about the hitting. I don't think that's oh, fair. Absolutely not. Three pitching, total hits. At, at the end of the day, the pitching was pretty stinking good at the end of yeah. the day if if you if you let up two runs by this team you expect to you expect that game to not even be close especially when you're going against a guy like Brandon Fott um who has not been very good he's a prospect sure but he has not been very good uh, i don't know if you heard it but during the game they said i i i have no measuring stick for this so it might be one of those things that just sounds worse than it actually is but they said that the phillies elected to not take batting practice to me, really? to me, again, though, no measuring stick for how common or not common that is, especially if you're traveling, all that. I mean, I don't know. So I don't know how big a deal, excuse me, that is or not for me. I just feel like for me, I'd be like, I, I want batting practice, like the rhythm thing. And just to see a different park, they mentioned how every park is a little bit different. They, I mean, it's this one is literally indoors, right? The, the, the roof is closed. So the lighting is definitely going to be a little different. They actually alluded to how it's a little bit darker and things do look a little bit different in that stadium. I mean, honestly, just as a viewer, when you watch that game games and chase stadium, it looks it was, different. It was odd. Yeah. You know, it is, it looks darker. It just has a different lighting to it. I think just as a viewer, but to me, that's, that's weird that they didn't take batting practice and man, I 
there's a lot to be said. A lot of people are saying that it is hard. Even if a pitcher isn't the best pitcher, it is hard when it's the first time that you've seen a guy. And I think that's fair. I think there probably is a lot to that. Um, in the same way, on the other side of that, when I see a guy going into any of these games who's seen a pitcher a number of times and had moderate success against them, I love putting bets on that guy. And that has played out very well in these playoffs, is that guys that have had lots of bats against pitchers have had a lot of success. So the other side of the coin, I can believe that. I can get behind that. But man, those at bats were pretty dreadful yesterday. To me, and it wasn't just one guy, it was almost every guy in the lineup. To me, they were not locked in. They were not being patient. They were not being disciplined. They've been so disciplined in so many at-bats this series and in all the playoffs. To me, they were just trying to destroy the baseball. They were trying, it again, just from watching their approach, it looked like they were trying to kill the ball instead of taking some pitches, making the pitcher come to you. You know, Fott will make mistakes, but if you swing and chase pitches outside the zone, you're not even giving them a chance to make a mistake. He's just going to keep pitching outside the zone. I thought they were trying to kill the ball yesterday. Um, it almost looked like if we just swing the bat, dude, we're going to just swing the bat. We're going to kill this guy. This guy sucks. I'm, you know, it's not been this team's mentality at all. I think they've been a really disciplined hitting team, but the at bats looked very undisciplined yesterday. Would have liked to see a lot more patience, and I hope they're a lot more locked in today. Yeah, namely Castellanos. I mean, over three with three Ks, he was swinging at just about everything. It seemed when when he has he's not, he's not. It. He yeah, he's been he's not been doing that. I mean, he he tied a record set by Mister October himself, like in three consecutive games. So it was an uncharacteristically bad offensive game. But I just did the math here. Going into last night, they scored 5.8 runs. They're averaging 5.8 runs per game, and I have a feeling it's going to come back to the median. Yesterday was the outlier, especially given that it's a bullpen game and that they've faced a lot of these pitchers who are going to come out tonight. I'm, I'm saying like 8-3, 9-3. I, I, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of – bat on ball tonight they might they might just pepper these guys to death i don't even know if it's going to be a home run because it's very hard apparently to hit a home run and chase field it's deep yeah doubles though doubles yeah exactly it's deep uh i don't know if the roof being closed has any effect on the ball carrying or not i will find out tomorrow i'll i'll, I'll get i'll get you some inside intel on that yeah. but What's what's striking is Fott's ERA having pitched in a home ballpark that is very hard to hit home runs. He had what like a five seven ERA in a stadium like that. It, you would think they'd be able to get some some wood on him. I think what his was, home ERA was higher than his away ERA. I think really? it was in the sixes. Look it up. But yeah, well, that, that's that's even more striking. That but they, it's it wasn't via home runs though. He had more away home runs. But again, it. In the way that it's not hitter friendly for home runs, it it kind of is very hitter friendly for just hitting the gaps. There's a lot of space out there to cover. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I feel very good. I still do not think this this game their series is coming back to Philadelphia. I think they're taking both games this weekend, tonight and tomorrow. Wheeler Wheeler goes tomorrow, which I'm I'm definitely a big fan of him not having 11 days rest in between starts. I, I like that. 
I mean, who knows what's going on with this Astros Rangers series because it's two two. That could go to Game Seven very easily. And then you have the rest versus. Oh, I think my audio cut out. You got me. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that that series could go to seven very easily, and then you're dealing with the rest versus rust factor, and which which is better. And there's really no consensus across any sport. It's literally a team by team, game by game basis on on which one affects the teams more. But uh, I'd rather... I'm not ready to get that far ahead, Colin. You're too far ahead, man. I am. I'm not ready to no, get that dude, far they are, ahead. They are going to the World Series, and no one is going to convince me otherwise. That's fine. That's fine. We got to win today, though. We got to come back after a really bad ball game yesterday. Fought, by the way, over the regular season home games, ERA 6.46 away 5.04 but again wow. seven home runs at home to 15 away and the innings pitched is pretty close to the same only a four inning difference there so yeah i really uh, I, do think that has to do with the 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 way the field is 314 average hitters at home had a 314 average against him that's, we could have we could have crushed this guy absolutely <laughs> and we let him off the hook Here's my thing about the uh, bullpen game today and why I, I do think that we can and I do think we will win this game today. But just watching this team over the regular season, they have struggled at times with the bullpen game. And I think part of the reason is I think that this Phillies team is really good at the adjustments and really good at second and certainly third time through the order. With the bullpen game, obviously, you're not afforded the same opportunity, right? And with the bullpen bullpen game, as much as people say the bullpen game is really tough because all it takes is one or two guys who are off that day, that is true. But at the same time, it's a lot easier and you're a lot quicker to give the hook to a guy if he doesn't have it, right? If you go out there with the starter, fought Kelly, whatever, and they're getting lit up, they're going to probably have to suck it up or try to hunker down and still throw at least four or five innings, you know, with the bullpen game. Oh, shoot, a guy doesn't have it. Three batters just get the next bullpen arm in there. So there are some, even if the bullpen isn't great, which I don't think it is, I think they're very top-heavy. I do think Paul Seawald is really good. Just ask Alec Bohm. My goodness. I He's throwing the ball 93-94. If the number wasn't up there, you would have thought he was throwing 100, 101. Alec could not see the ball off that guy. It was crazy in the ninth inning. But, um, you know, you got Seawald. Um, yeah, I honestly, they got Seawald. They get Ginkles pretty good. But apart from that, it's a, it's a bunch of dudes, you know, just a bunch of guys. Um, if they pitch, okay, look for this name. If they pitch, there's two guys. One, his name is Castro. He's like a tall, lanky guy. I think if Castro pitches, look for him to get rocked. And then the other guy, I want to say his name is, it's not like Fryer. It's like Frias, F-R-I-A-S, or something very close to that. Look for them to rock that guy. Those are two dudes I hope they throw um, because I think we are going to hit the living daylights out of those guys. Luis Frias? Yeah. We're going to fry his ass. There it is. There it is, Colin. There it is. What are we going to do with Astro? 
Who who was the Ryan Thompson, the real tall guy, came in the submariner throw last night? He's he's interesting. He was actually a Tampa Bay Ray, and usually this happens the other way around. He was a Tampa Bay reliever who was trash for the Rays. I think this year that never and happens. I know. Usually the Rays are the guys that pick up the guys that were trash and then figure out how to make them this unbelievable pitcher. Well, it happened the other way around. I I think all this year you can stat check me here, but it was a Ray pitcher just was really bad. And ever since he got to the Diamondbacks, he's been pretty much lights out. He's been very good. Um, it's interesting. A lot of these, and this is very different from some of the previous matchups, a lot of these pitchers don't throw that hard. They just got really good stuff and really good junk. Like that Sal Frank, the double A guy, meaning there's two A's next uh -huh. to each other in his name. He's not a current double A player. Anyways, he uh he is all junk. All the dude does is throw disgusting junk pitches that land outside the zone. So a lot of these pitchers, you just you got to be really patient. You don't want to chase stuff. You got to be really patient because they're not they're not all just throwing heaters over the middle of the plate like Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallon did. That is the one thing I will give Fott. His fastball was moving, I think, a lot more than Gallon and Kelly's did. Gallon, Gallon and Kelly's fastball looked pretty straight. Mm -hmm. It did look like Fott's was tangoing a little bit down there. Yeah, I think. I mean, he's a young kid. He could he could be a good player in the future. Now, I did fact check you. He, he was uh, Thompson was with the Rays earlier to start the season, and uh, funny is that. His last start, for, or not last start, but last appearance for the Rays was against the Phillies. Wow. Yes. Well, he gave up two hits and two runs in an, in an inning and then got traded to Arizona. <laughs> traded, acquired, maybe yeah. he got dropped, whatever. But, yeah, he the, Phil, the Phillies sent him out of Tampa Bay and then sent him to Arizona. So that's that's a full circle type thing. That's funny. And look at that. He ended up getting further in the playoffs than he would have otherwise. So good for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm feeling supremely confident. I maybe am just being very selfish in the fact that I want to see them clinch tomorrow night being in the building. I want to be in the corner watching them clinch it. You going to be dancing? Hell yeah. I'm going to be jumping in the pool if they win. <laughs> I am really curious to hear and see how your experience is. Oh, I'll be, I'll be, and... I'll be keeping you updated. Absolutely. How about Phillies fans? By the way, a couple quick remarks. Just the TBS, TBS is trash. Um, I it cut out the Alvarado oh inning. God. Runners at first, third, double play, oh, and then the on. next batter. The last thing I see is a ball that's hit. What it looked like it was hit kind of hard back to the pitcher, and then bam, black screen goes black. I thought what it, are I, we doing, dude? Dude, I thought it was the bar that we were at. I thought all their TVs cut out, and then you texted me. You're like, "Yo, what the hell just happened with the with the blackout?" I was like, "Okay, well, I'm glad it wasn't just the bar I was at. It was at everybody." And then I'm watching on the smart TV the TBS app, and just every once in a while, randomly in the middle of play, a, like a commercial will just pop up, and it'll just lag, and and it'll do the thing where the the audio is like behind the video, just trash. Uh -huh. T this TBS streaming, man, I am over it, dude. Yeah, over I'm not it. a big fan. I I missed last year when Fox and Joe Davis was calling all the games. That guy, that guy is great at calling baseball, and I want him back next year. Joe Hopefully, Davis we make the playoffs team. next year. Well, who who's commentating the World Series? Do you know? Would that be them again? I think it's Fox. I think Fox has the World Series uh, okay. on contract. Is that them then? Is that Smoltz I, and 
Small, it'll yeah, it'll be Smoltz and Joe okay. Davis. Right. Yeah, yeah. I believe Fox has a lock on the World Series broadcasting rights for a while per contract. Uh, I don't, I don't think TBS has any broadcasting rights outside of the normal playoff series. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, to those of you who are listening, let's go Fightins. I am, uh, I'm getting prepped to go to the airport, flying out of Newark. So this is going to be a little short, shorty short pod because uh, your boy's got travel plans. But I, ju- I just, I see no way that the uh, Phillies do not win this series. Maybe it comes that comes back to Philadelphia for game six. They go one and one in this next two. There's no way they're not beating the Diamondbacks. I mean, you saw them the first two games. It was like men versus boys. And that, that again, you can't win every game in, in baseball. It's, it's, a, you see it in the regular season, you, you win 60, you lose 60. And it's the other, other 42 in there that determines what kind of good team you are. So, yeah, they are, they are the better team and crazy stuff can happen in baseball. But uh, to your point earlier, this team responds well uh, when they face adversity. They they will continue to do that tonight. I do believe. I I just I could see it not being as high of a scoring game, uh, just because of the bullpen situation. Um, and again, I'm staying away from the homers for the most part, you know, because of this stadium and and the way that it seems to hold those fly balls. I just I do think that there's certain hitters. I guess Schwarber is the big one that comes to mind where a stadium like that, he just doesn't benefit much from because he doesn't hit a ton of line drives. Usually his home runs are skyrocketed and out outside of the universe and then drop back down into the stadium. And that type of fly ball approach doesn't seem to play as well as the line drive approach here in this stadium, you know. But uh, I do think Turner is going to have a big game tonight. To be honest with you, I think Harper is going to have a good game tonight. Hard for me to say Cassie just because he looked so – Cassie and Boehm right now, it looked really off yesterday. They looked really bad. I thought Stott had some decent at-bats. He grounded into a double play yesterday, but overall I really liked his approach in that at-bat. Just unfortunate 3-1 hits the ground ball right to the fielder. What are you going to do? So. Yeah. Such as baseball. Who's who's coming up big tonight? What's your parlay looking looking like tonight there, Colin? Parlay. I'm definitely taking the Phillies run line minus one and a half for sure. You want to you want to should we put one together here live on the air? I think we should. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bring up my DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm a big fan of the old DraftKings. Let's go. Money line for or a run, run line for the Phillies. Phillies run line. I agree with you in that I think Harper is going to have a good game. So I'm definitely going a hit for Harper. Got to get the Turner hit in there. Got to get Tur- right. Turner hit, Harper hit, Turner hit. Let's see here. Pitcher props. Christopher Santos. or Stott, I think. One of those guys has a big double tonight. Stott double? It's JT or Stott. I just can't figure out which one it is. I I like I like, ooh stolen bases. Moreno's got a good arm. The, the stolen bases is, is a little sketchy. I I kind of maybe for Stott you're saying for Stott. I Stott wouldn't or, do a Turner. I wouldn't do a Turner steal because with Harper behind him, I think they're they're less likely to steal because if Turner steals, then the uh, then the Diamondbacks are likely to walk Harper. 
So that really affects if if Turner steals or not, right? I mean, I don't yeah. think they're ever going to steal when Harper's up. Could be wrong, but I, I just think the chances yeah, are low. You don't want to get you don't want to get thrown out with that guy at the plate. I absolutely agree. Well, with no, you. no, no, no. You don't want the D backs to walk Harper, is what I'm or saying. Or that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That gives him an open first base. Right. Sorry, I'm trying to do a parlay while also listening to you. I, I'm not really good at doing two things at once, so that, that's my bad. Uh, let's see. I got so far. Harper hit, Turner hit, Phillies run line, Stott two total bases, so there's the double. Okay. And uh, I want to add one more here. Trying to where well, where were we saying? Um, Get their runs in there, total runs. But you always yeah, I'm, I'm trying more. to I'm trying to find the total runs here. Game game lines. Why can't I find this? Popular. I'm trying to make my way through uh, through DraftKings while while also talking. This is you great. keep you keep looking. I'll say that this is a big game for us tonight because after tonight, um, then you get back to those starters again, right? I'm pretty sure it would be Gallon that would go. Um, Gallon Wheeler, yep. Tomorrow, so you know, obviously, you feel a lot more comfortable going into the next game, 3-1 going against Gallon than 2-2 Wheeler versus Gallon. And Gallon at home, I've said this all year, I've said it a couple of times now, Gallon at home um, is a much better pitcher than Gallon on the road. Um, his So just, just to really illustrate that, and again, the innings, there's only a six-inning difference between these two stats. His home... ERA is 2.47. Gallons away ERA is 4.42. So wow. when I tell you that Gallon is much better on the home at, at home, sorry, he is much, much, much better at home. Right? Yes. So this game, do not miss, do not get it misconstrued. This is a really big game tonight because oh, it's a huge gonna, game. We're not going to get the same Zach Gallon. We're going to get probably more the Cy Young type Zach Gallon. And the way the Phillies looked yesterday, ah, you know. So this is a big game tonight. The boys got to come out. They got to win this one. They really do. Yeah, if they if they lose tonight, then I'm going to start chewing on my fingernails because. It can get it, it'll get a little nervous given that we were so flying high after two zero and then now all of a sudden it's two two you lose two on the road they start to reel. I got the parlay put together: Harper Turner hit, Stott two plus bases, Phillies run line over five and a half total runs for the Phils is a plus five hundred payout. I'm locking it wow. in. Not a huge payout, but we're also not you know going out on a limb for anything here. No. No home runs, nothing like that. But I'm all right with it. I'm locking it in. I'm gonna be watching the game on the plane. I'm gonna be sipping some uh, some margaritas, maybe. Can get maybe that, at, that Wi-Fi at, at the airport? Yeah, I'm gonna have to pay for it or whatever I can do. Or I think I think the flight I'm on has one of those screens, so I'm just gonna bring my earphones and hopefully I can click like it, click right in and watch the live game without having to pay for it. That would be ideal. Be cool. You should definitely wear some Phillies gear just to see if there's any other Philly fans. Oh, I'm, I'm going decked out in Phillies gear. I'm yeah, wearing nothing but Phillies gear from the time I leave my house until the time I get home on Sunday morning. You bet <laughs> your ass, buddy. So I was right. looking into it, man. I was looking into it, and flights were just too expensive. But, man, seeing your, your team play at your home stadium for $400 versus $9, dollars eleven dollar twenty dollar ticket in arizona i think that that is 
honestly, that's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. The $350 plus dollar difference between ticket prices. We're talking, and we're talking standing room to get standing into room. the building. Like, yeah, for, for a seated ticket, you're paying like four, four, 30 probably after fees and whatnot. And I have this whole trip booked for less than $400. It's wild. It is wild. Well, I, I did. I am driving up to Newark because they have direct flights a little bit cheaper, but it, it's an hour and 15 up there. And it'd probably take me 45 minutes to get down to the Philly airport. So it's not really that much of a difference, but I'm excited. I get to see my buddy out in Scottsdale. I get to go see Chase field for the first time. I get to root on the boys. Hopefully when they come bring it home, I'll be in the corner watching them clinch it. I'll have a sign. I hope I make it on TV. And if not, I'm going to have a blast with every other Phillies fan that's going to invade Phoenix. The fraud, phony fans that they are. Alliteration, sir. Let's go, Phils. I gotta- saw. I, I posted on, you know, the Locked On podcast, how every single team, every single city has like a Locked On podcast. And one of yep. the videos, the guy started, the di- it was the Diamondbacks Locked On. I'm watching all the videos last night and I stumbled across this one. I watch it and he was talking big smack at the beginning of the video or whatever. And I made some kind of comment about, dude, you guys can't, I said, Millard, you can't even fill the stadium. And then I guess I got a reply later on uh, by some guy on, on the comment and he said something along the lines of, uh, Yes, some of the population has actual jobs. Some of us actually have to work. Well, clearly a lot of us are working because our tickets are about $400, okay? So clearly these are working people to be able to afford this. What a loser response to that. Some of us have to work and can't go watch baseball games. Man, I would I would hate to live in a city where that's the mentality. Jeez, call off, pal. Jeez, the team yeah. is in the playoffs, dude. I've I've been I've been to the Phoenix area at least five times, and Phoenix is I believe right in front of Philadelphia in terms of population. And the greater Phoenix area probably has like five million people in it. You're telling me that you couldn't find forty six thousand people to fill that stadium, even if it is a four a three o'clock game Mountain Time. That's just sad. That that is what this is a big deal. Play, playoff baseball. You're a series away from the World Series. Yes, that, deal, but dude. this this is why it has been a talking point of every broadcaster in every yeah, game since the start is that Philly's different. Everybody is in there 30 minutes before first pitch. Everybody is standing for every at-bat, full throat, going crazy. We are built different as fans to the point where probably 10,000 people in that stadium tonight and tomorrow are going to be rooting for the Phillies. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, this matchup really has shown that difference more than any yeah. of the other ones. Yeah, you you have you have a lackluster fan base facing the best fan base in all of baseball and arguably all of sports when Red October returns to Philadelphia. <laughs> but ah, let's go, Dan. I'm freaking hyped. I can't yeah. wait to go out I'm excited. tonight. I'm excited. I'm gonna be watching on the plane. Where are you watching the game? I'll be at home. Got to get to a Halloween party here for a little bit. Getting all dressed okay. up. Go to a Halloween yeah. party and then go, hey guys, this has been a fun party. And I've only but been the, here for 45 minutes, but uh the Phils are playing. I got a game. I gotta, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, guys. Thanks for dinner. As as Bruce Nolan once said, this has been the most amazing part of my life. And and the city <laughs> of Buffalo is going crazy. And I gotta go. <laughs> This is why this is why I gotta go though, because friendships, right? 
and friendships are so important. So you got to go out there, spend time with your friends, support your friends. Friendships, by the way, are a lot like peeing on yourself. Everyone can see it, but only you get the warm feeling it brings. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm just hoping I don't piss myself from getting too drunk tomorrow. Hey, you'll but feel warm you. for a second. Stay, stay warm. We're staying warm, huh? Yeah, well, it's I'll, warm out there, yeah. I'll be, I'm going to look up the weather. It was 102 yesterday in Phoenix. A nice, brisk afternoon for October baseball. Beautiful. Crazy. Great baseball weather. Yeah, I got my shorts packed. I'm I, No pants, no hoodies, no nothing. We're going to the desert, baby. <laughs> If that dome wasn't closed, they would be selling some home runs out there in Arizona. Maybe. You, they might be. I got to look this up real quick before we get off. Dan, what are your last thoughts, though, going into tonight, tomorrow? What do you What do you got? Any, any Anything we haven't talked about yet? I feel good about it. You got to – they lost, but the bats for the D-backs still, still did stay pretty cold. They did have a lot more hits in yesterday's game as compared to the other games. But I feel good about it. Um, I – Tonight's going to be a big trust and topper type game, right? Because there's going to be probably a lot of different pitchers and a lot of different moments where should we get this guy out of here um, or let him ride, especially with Sanchez potentially, unless he comes out super flat. Uh, but yeah, I feel good about it. I think we're going to get a lot more disciplined approach tonight. I think that they went last night and looked at the iPad and said, oh man, this was bad. This isn't us. We got to be a little more patient up there. Let these guys throw some balls. Uh, and I think they're going to smack around Castro. I think they're going to smack around free free fryer fryer. Uh, and honestly, I, I, I kind of think they're going to smack around Manaply. I think they're going to start early with him and put some pressure on and thus relieve some pressure off of Sanchez. I feel good about tonight. And then, they get the win tonight. Tomorrow, I do think that they will win again, but I do think it's going to be a – I think tomorrow could be a great pitcher's duel. Like, it, it, as much as these teams are built on hitting, I think it could be a 2 nothing win tomorrow, 2-1 win, something that is very, very beautiful to watch too as far as a pitcher's duel goes. So, we'll see, but I do feel good about tonight. Got to get that win tonight, though. Go fightings. And, and then score-wise, we'll say uh, – Phil's tonight six, especially because we got to hit that five uh, over five and a half for you there, Paul. Six, two, ah, three, six to three, six to three. Six to three. I'm going nine, three. And uh, the only thing that's going to be hotter than the Phoenix sun tomorrow when it's going to be one Oh one in, <laughs> in the, the Valley of the sun is going to be the Phillies bats. Bah, bah. Take BP They're, today, boys. Take BP, please. In, to, <laughs> in, in topper we trust. Let's go fightings. 1-0 Friday. 1-0 Saturday. We're coming back to Philly. Mark my words. Mark our words. They're coming back to Philly. Phil's in five. Let's go, baby. Let's go. We're coming back. We're coming uh, back. Love you, coming, Dan. Huh? Love you, Dan. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. Safe travels. Thank Spread you. Word. Go fightings. Hey, also, the Eagles play this weekend, but we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Yeah, go Birds. <laughs> go Birds, go Phils. Later.